0: It's time for the BallQuest Mailbag Podcast, answering your questions from the General's Quarters every week, right here on BallQuest. Good Thursday, everybody, and welcome into the Smoky Mountain Organics BallQuest Mailbag Podcast, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store focusing on natural products and organic remedies to a variety of elements, three locations in East Tennessee, including one in Knoxville, that's at 8018 Kingston Pike, so... You can always shop there or online at SmokyMountainOrganics.com. A big thank you for all the help with the YouTube push. uh, Surpassed 12,000 subscribers, but don't stop. Continue to subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Got a full bank of questions. We'll go ahead and get into it. It's Rob Lewis, Austin Price, and... The guy who knows no injured list, Brent Hubs, back <laughs> joining us here on the pod. Brent, how you doing?
1: I, I know the injury list, that's for sure. I, I don't know what you classify me at. As I told somebody this week, they said, what happened? I said, I fought the water and the water won. 30-some-odd um, years of water skiing. I've never been remotely close to being injured. And somehow, some way, as we close out the, uh, the summer season here at the end, I find a way to um, – uh, break my hip and, uh, found myself in the, uh, in the emergency room and then in the operating room. And, um, now we're home and resting and recovering and getting ready to go for next week. So we'll any, be there. I'll be a little slow. I'll, I'll be, I'll kind of be drifting along, but I'll be there ready to roll.
2: Any, any truth to the rumor that you looked like the, uh, girl water skiers from jaws
1: three, when the shark was chasing them in the water, there in the lagoon at sea world um no and it didn't look like a little squirrel water skiing either um i I, it was the, the word multiple cartwheels was how the boat driver described it to me as to what it looked like i don't really i don't really recall ap i just know that the left ski went into the water and the right ski turned the wrong way and the hip didn't feel right when i hit the water and it felt even worse when i got up in the boat so uh, I'm not sure what it looked like. I'll guarantee you it was not very graceful. Um, I'm probably walking. I was probably walking in my hospital gown with more grace after surgery than I was uh, in my water ski flop.
2: Yes, and if you sign up for the email list, you do get that exclusive video of hubs in a yellow,
1: a yellow gown. That's right. High-risk fall. That's why I was in yellow because I was a high-risk fall patient, AP. All
3: right, let's That's get what started. I always- before, before we get down, Hover, what I'd like to see now is you and Kessley race. It might be fair. Oh,
1: I'm telling you what, we're going to have to have more medical staff in the Vol Network booth. Than, I mean, We're going to have to have private nurses. We're going to have to have ice ice packs. Who knows what we're going to have to have. We're going to get MASH t-shirts as our, as our gear for this fall, it looks like, because um, neither one of us will be moving fast in the booth, that's for sure. When Pat Ryan's the healthiest one of the three, I'm not sure things are going uh, particularly well in the Vol Network booth
0: let's go and get things started we'll kick things off with navy guy 44 feels like tennessee has some underrated guys despite stats measurables etc who do you think is underrated currently i'm pretty high on laycock despite his low ranking austin you want to kick this one off
2: yeah i mean you know you look over the the committed list and you know i mean obviously nico's i mean is nico underrated well i mean i i think he's Uh, if not no he's uh,
1: not underrated
2: but if he's he's underrated in terms of i think he's probably the best quarterback in the country uh you know i think my rivals jordan matthews is probably a little bit underrated i do think ricky gibson's underrated um you know not vastly i think they've got him about right um laycock i I think with a big senior season ends up vaulting up um bradley's about where i thought he should be jalen smith super productive um i think sham is underrated. Um, I think Cam Seldon is grossly underrated. Uh, I think Tyrese Weathersby, over the course of the season, will prove that he was underrated. T. Lander's a tackle machine, but still probably worried about where he needs to be. Um, Sylvester Smith, I think, is probably a touch overrated, but still a top two hundred and fifty guy. I said this on the war a week or two ago. I think Nathan Robinson, right where he needs to be, because he, I think, he's going to be a better player than this ranking, uh, you know, indicates. But I. I I, if I'm Tennessee. I love the fact that he's kind of, you know, laying in the weeds a little bit. Same thing with a guy like Trevor Duncan, um, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I, the, to me, there are some players on this committed list that that are 100% uh, underrated.
0: We'll go to Hard Hat vol. Seems like Walker is third or fourth on the wide receiver depth chart, depending on Brew becoming eligible. Who's the next guy up to play meaningful snaps? Or do you feel like the staff will only play a handful of guys? again this year. This is something Austin and I spoke on with the two-minute drill and something Alex Gola spoke on earlier this week. Says he feels like he's got seven to eight guys that he feels good about, but he said that or he thought that going into last year and then by that fourth game he kind of shrunk some things down. Uh, Who do you like a wide receiver right now, Brent Hubbs?
1: Well, I don't think he ever had seven or eight last year that he was comfortable with in the preseason. I'm not sure you could name eight receivers on the roster last year. Um, So I, I don't know that it was ever there. Um, You know, I I think this is going to be interesting, Rob. I mean, when you look at this, who are your best three? That's basically what they did a year ago. They said, let's get our best three on the field. Best three were Peyton, Valus Jones, uh, and Cedric Tillman. And they moved Jones inside to handle that. Is their best three with Hyatt inside? Or do they look at their best three by sliding Hyatt back outside? The outside position is easier to adjust to. If that were the case, who would be the inside guy? You know, Rob Calloway's the guy they like, but right? But there's always a but there with him.
3: So I mean nobody questions his talent. I mean, and Alex Skolish was I mean, I I still think that's one of the most revealing comments that any coach has made in, in since camp started is when he kind of talked about how inconsistent he was on the, the second day of you know, the the first time he spoke this this, this year you know after the first the first full day of practice. So I mean I think the talents there. I think Jimmy Holiday, his name keeps popping up, and you know I don't. This guy's not going to excite a lot of people. I don't think, but I, I think Ramel Keaton's going to play.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think he's going to play. No doubt. It's just a matter of, you know, is he going to be productive or is this kind of who he is and, and kind of the guy we saw at the end of last year? Is that going to be who Ramel Keaton is? Maybe maybe he's gained a step. We'll have to see.
1: I think I think this question's better answered by what you look like, what you look at out there in Pittsburgh. They're going to play a bunch of guys in, in, in week one. I mean, they're going to get those freshmen out there, see how guys react, right, AP? I mean, they're going to play eight or ten guys out there in, in game one and get a look at things. Then the question becomes, what does it look like moving forward?
2: I, I'm going to even go a step further and say, not even Pittsburgh, Huber. you know, they, they shrunk the rotation after Florida last year. What's the rotation like for the Florida game? which means three games in, that's two. It's that's one tough road game against Pittsburgh and then two easier games at home against Ball State and Akron. So what's that rotation look like for the Florida game this year? So basically one year later, um, do they go the same direction and shrink it or do they feel more comfortable with um, a, a larger group? I do think it's a lot easier for them to feel more comfortable with a larger group if Brew McCoy wins his eligibility. Oh no doubt. Ball
0: underscore fan eighty nine, and this is something that the three of us, Brent, uh, discussed on Tuesday's pod a little bit. So I'm intrigued to see what you'll have to say for this. Biggest surprise of fall camp. Biggest disappointment of fall camp.
1: Um, biggest surprise of fall camp. That's a good question. I mean, I, I think, um, Joshua Josephs. The noise you keep hearing out of him um, is probably a bit of a surprise. I thought he would play some, but it sounds like he's going to have a bigger factor um, rolling into the start of the season than, than I would have anticipated him having. Um, in terms of disappointment, I thought you would might, might hear a little bit more out of Miles Campbell because that third tight end spot's wide open, and he's not taken and run with that, in my opinion, the way that you would expect him or, or want him to do. Um, so, you know, there's a couple of guys there. I think Ramel Keaton's kind of the same guy that he was. Uh, too many drops. That that it sounds like. Uh, but we'll see where where he's at with with everything. Um, so that those would be you know kind of some guys there that that jump out. I mean, I, I'm still not buying all in on Mitchell at linebacker. I, I know Tim Banks said um on Wednesday that that he was better and they feel they feel better about him. But I you know I think you got to see him be productive on the field and and be uh consistent enough for them to have the trust to play him right now. I, I feel like that's still gonna be Banks and Beasley right now at linebacker. I may be wrong, but it feels a little bit like that because Mitchell's still gotta earn some trust along the way here.
0: And Rob, I think I think you even mentioned this earlier in the week, but when you talk about surprise, it's hard not to talk about those freshman running backs.
3: Yeah, and they need to be. I mean, for sure. And I think it I guess what's kind of surprising is that Dylan Sampson is the one that you Seems to be generating more buzz, and he, you know, he wasn't here for for spring practice, but um, you know, it sounded like even you know before, you know, Linjay Dixon was was that out, out of here that you know, he was going to play in some capacity, whether that was just a package or, you know, third down back or, or something. He, he's a, he's a name that has been popping up pretty often whenever we talk to uh, offensive assistants. And on the other side of the ball, I, for me, it's Tamari McDonald. I mean, not that I didn't think that he, you know, would play or be in the mix, but it seems, I mean, it, it sounds like he's got the, the star locked down or, you know, maybe, maybe things will change, but I thought that was going to be a pretty heated battle. And at least, you know, listening to the coaches and, you know, Tim Banks mentioned of to the today, sounds like he has really, really had a great camp.
0: We'll go to all of our recruiting. What's the latest on Kayla Beasley, Demetrius Bell, Mario, or Mario Craver? And how nervous is Devin Hobbs visiting Bama uh, make you, or visiting Bama last make you? And he also wishes you well, Hobbs. Uh, Mario Craver, good spot with Tennessee. As Austin and I both mentioned in the, in the Monday night chat, don't see him making a decision until later in the fall, but good spot with Tennessee. Demetrius Bell, of course, Austin decommitted earlier in the week. And Brent Caleb Beasley, he said, I'm only visiting places uh, from here on out that I'm serious about. So he trimmed that list down a little bit. Tennessee's going to get a a visit or two at least. Of course, he's got ties here. uh, But the balls will need to continue to work well well there. But Caleb Beasley uh, has Tennessee high on the list. Yeah, he
1: loves Willie Martinez. I think Willie Martinez has done a terrific job recruiting Caleb Beasley. They have a really good relationship with each other. And I think that's to Tennessee's benefit. Uh, As for Hobbs, AP, if anybody watched those – First highlights from his first game of the season. Um, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of people um, who who are going to want the, who are going to want Hobbs to visit them. The longer that goes, it's probably better for Tennessee. But everybody's going to be in that thing if he continues to play like he did in Week One.
2: Correct, and I think the biggest thing for Tennessee is getting him here unofficially and getting him to come back officially in the month of December. I, I think that's to me that's the the, the the key in all of this is don't waste your official on a game day because it's harder for them to have time with the recruit. The, the kids just end up feeling shortchanged, so to speak, um, when it comes to, like, amount of time. So uh, you want them to be here in the month of December for an official visit, come unofficially for a Florida game or, or something like that.
0: Sam Smith, twenty two thirty three. Austin Price. He wants to know, does Carnell Tate come up for a game this fall?
2: I mean, I no I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, like, like that's that's a, anybody's guess, like there's nothing booked, there's nothing planned. Uh, you know, I said this on the board on Wednesday, you know, this is going to be a slow build. Like, I, you know, a lot of chatter out there, a lot of smoke as, as I, as I had fun with in the two minute drill on Tuesday. And I think some of it is very much legitimate when you talk to national people, when you talk to, you know, people in recruiting circles, um, you know, you talk to other prospects, but this is not happening anytime soon, I do not believe, um, unless something changes. So, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's potential for him to come for a game. But at the end of the day, like, I think this is a slow build through the fall if he's going to potentially flip somewhere besides Ohio State.
0: Does the couple more from Sam Smith? Does the staff force feed Dylan Sampson and Justin Williams Thomas reps against Ball State? I don't think they're going to have to force feed them anything. They're going to play. I mean, the, the, they're, I mean, they're they're going to play just about every game, in my opinion. Uh, who would your, in your opinion, who would RB three be going into the season? Uh, I, I feel like if Jalen Wright's healthy, he's RB two, um, so that would make Dylan Sampson RB three. But if he's still a little bit banged up and limited in any form or fashion, then I would say Dylan Sampson would be RB two and then maybe Justin Williams-Thomas would be RB3. It's all about Jalen Wright and his health, and it seems like he's getting back on the the road to recovery.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you. And, and Hubbard, I I think more than anything, I think because Jalen's not had, you know, little to no, you know, contact through fall camp, it probably would be smart to him not be the second running back in the game for them to kind of, you know, have him enter the pool of the steps and not dive into the deep end.
1: Yeah, but you got to you got to you got to have him take some contact in week one. See where he's at going to week two, so you got a better idea where your where your running back rotation is and, and how comfortable you feel with it. I, I don't get caught up in in who's two and three. A lot of times, it's a hot hand. It's about a matchup deal. Remember this about Pittsburgh, okay? And this is why Jalen Wright's health for Pittsburgh is really important. He struggled in pass protection a year ago. There's no doubt about that. But he's been in a college plan for a year and knows pass protection. Remember, everybody we talk to on the offensive line, tight ends, running back, talks about the exotic stuff that Pat Narduzzi likes to do on third downs with their blitz packages. Blitz pickup will be vital in that game at the running back position as well as the tight end position uh, in that contest. They'll probably have to help some at the left tackle spot. So whoever, you you need to make sure that you're, you're ready at the pass pro point and Jalen Wright should be further along than Dylan Sampson is at this point, just in the knowledge of pass protection. So you want to make sure he's ready for week two for that mu- for that factor as much as anything, in my opinion.
0: Rob, well, I mean, if you're looking at Jalen Wright and he can go and everything, because I agree, you want to get him some contact, you want to see where he's at. But like, I'm not giving him more than six touches. Maybe I mean, kind of if you were if you were hypo, well, how would you how would you go about that?
3: Yeah, I would definitely throttle him back, him and Jabari in in week one. I mean you've got Jalen has got to play I and mean, he's got to get you know go out and you know, got to get lathered up a little bit there you go Robert. but uh yeah I'm not I'm, it's a it's a very light workload and plus I mean you know assuming they handle ball state like they should I mean you, you play those freshmen is not a, a luxury I mean, you 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 need to get those kids in the game and you know Get them get them on tape, and that that needs to be a big learning experience because, I mean, you just, we, we talked about it. It's nothing new, but, I mean, you're going to have to play at least three guys at uh-huh, running back bro. in this league at some point in the season.
2: Are we talking about like lathering up shaving or are we talking about like Lex Luger, early nineties, getting ready to go to the ring and wrestle uh, and wrestle Barry Windham?
1: Uh, oh, I think you're, I think you're talking, I think you're lathered up like a wrestler. You got to be ready to go. You got to, you got to get him, you got to get him, you, you got to rev him up and get him in there for a half dozen carries or whatever you need to do. And then, then you can shut him back down. But I, I think you got to, I think you're doing more than the Gillette uh, shaving gel here, AP. I, I think you gotta lather him up pretty good.
2: If you had Ray
1: Finkel on
2: Tuesday and Barry Windham on Thursday, uh in the VolQuest uh podcast bingo, and then of course all the you knows that I say that everybody that's like the that wild card like middle piece that you just get to put a thing down on, then you're you're halfway to bingo right there.
0: Absolutely, and again, one hundred percent correct. The bingo, the, the bingo Carter in the email every single week. Vall, thoughts on Demetrius Bell decommitting and then Alabama? Question mark?
2: No, I don't think he's going to Alabama. And uh, you know, my thoughts are I'm as about as sh- shocked about this one as I was to Marion Parker.
0: So, so where where does Tennessee come into play with
2: this? Tennessee's <laughs> not in play. I mean, they're not really doing anything with it. You know, I mean, you know, he's got work to do, you know, you know, in my mind, you know, to be to be in a position for, you know, in Alabama to take a long, hard look, you know, Tennessee to, you know, circle back around, you know, a lot of lot of chatter out there about Kentucky. We'll see. I mean, you know, you know, again, if I'm him, I'm slowing the process down and taking visits and seeing what feels right to me and not, you know, knee jerking. But, again, he needs to focus on, Everything at McGavick, whether it be the classroom, practice field, the game field, you know, just focus on yourself and recruiting will take care of itself.
0: I do feel like it was knee-jerk the first time he committed back in the summer, just very quick decision, boom. And so slowing it down this go-around and, and seeing what happens will probably benefit him. Uh, a couple here from Athron, with all the concern of running back depth, Do we believe running back committed Will Stallings will actually play running back here and not linebacker. Again, I don't – He's a I running back. Committed as a running he, back. He's a running back. Why do people keep talking about him at linebacker?
1: Because Tennessee has a history of moving running backs to linebackers through the years, and he's a big-body guy. So they think back to the Chris Ramsers, the Dominic Stevens. Granted, those are 20 years ago. 20 years but, ago, but, exactly. But there's, there's, a, there's a thought process. Lenith Whitehead was thought as a guy who was going to linebacker. You know, Jeremy Banks ended up at linebacker, which but didn't the, surprise anybody, ultimately.
2: Yeah, well, here's the deal. In in, in today's modern-day college football, wherever they want to play, you better be telling them what they want to play
1: because they can just bolt on you. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, know Crouch I'm went to like, linebacker. He was a highly ranked running back deal. But, I mean, Will Stal- I mean, I guess Will Stallings plays linebacker in Las Vegas. I don't even know if he he's plays not even linebacker. in Las Vegas. He, he, moved. he, he moved to California. He's oh, excuse in the Bay me. Area. That's so, right. He did move out there. So I don't know if he's even playing linebacker. He may not be playing a lick of defense uh, in high school. Yeah, he's a running
0: back. Uh, how are the commits done overall in the first few weeks of the season? Those that have started their seasons, of course. Week one pretty much in the books for everybody. I know that uh, Jack Luttrell had a good day. Tyree yeah. Weathersby had a good day. You guys hear anything else about any other, of the other commits? No, I mean, oh, I, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think
1: ahead. Nico uh, Nico is is doing well out in California. I don't think there's he's any doubt, doubt about that. Got a
2: nice start to his.
1: Right, Jalen Smith kid has continued to be ultra productive, which is what he is. AP. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody's off to, uh, you know, a, a slow start. I mean, I think it's you know kind of what you thought, and um, where, where those guys are right now. I mean, again, I mean, high school stats can be a little bit, can be a lot bit deceiving. Um, and Rashawn,
2: couple- Golden led the the world in tackles his senior year. You know, and was a solid player here, and you know, played a couple. with me, we played a little bit in the NFL, and is no longer in it. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the, when you're in high school and you're a Division one athlete, you're supposed to put up good numbers.
1: Well, and a lot, a lot of times you don't know who's doing the stats for them, right? You don't know if a coach goes back and adjusts the, adjusts those stats after the game. Do they even fool with that, or they move on to the next opponent, and and some of those things. That which is why when you talk to these kids, they don't. You know, they don't know what their stats are or they give you some, you know, 19 and a half tackles, you know, seven and a half tackles for loss and four sacks. Uh, But those guys are doing well. I mean, I don't think Tennessee is discouraged by anybody on their commitment list to this point, AP. I don't think anybody out of the gate right now is, is they're looking like, boy, that was a mistake in taking that one.
2: I'd hope not. It's only been one week. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Last one from Athrun here. Can you talk about Samuel Pemba? Figured it was a long shot uh, for the longest time, but the recent article uh, says the UT is up there as a, a top, you know, five school along with Georgia and some others.
1: I think Georgia's the front runner. I think Georgia's been the front runner there. Um, AP, you may know more on this than than I do. Obviously, he visited up here unofficially. Uh, Tennessee's fighting to try to get an official visit I guess Oregon's going to get an official visit but I think most people feel like Georgia's kind of been the school that's sort of been out in front of everybody to this point
2: the longer it goes the better Tennessee's chances and so you know they're fighting hard to be in it I do think they're in it I would not call them the favorite by no stretch of the imagination but you know you never know what what you know a good play on the field in the fall coupled with you know, who else is committed here, coupled with other factors, you know, flips the thing around. So, again, right now, I would put Tennessee trailing, um, but by no means are they, uh, you know, dead to rights either. J.C. Vols,
0: 1973, how much of a concern is the depth on defense hinders communication and actually doesn't allow you to disguise and do more because the number of people – uh, you are playing simple answer rob how i would answer this is if you're not communicating um you're not playing regardless you go in one time and you're not communicating you're out and that one mistake you know th- there's somebody else to replace you i, I get what he's saying by there's going to be more bodies and everything but point being if you're not communicating they won't put you out there
3: yeah i, I mean I, I agree eric i mean if, if that's if they're worried about you you know missing a signal or you know not not making the, an adjust a side adjustment if you're you know defensive back, then you're not getting on the field unless they're just, you know, have been ravaged by in- injuries. But I I think Tennessee's depth of defense is is vastly improved from last year. I'm not, I'm not sure about defensive tackle, but, I mean, you know, we'll see if they hold to it. But, you know, Willie Martinez has been talking about playing more guys in the secondary. You know, if, if you know, Hubbard says – I'm with Hubbard on Mitchell. He's got to prove it. But, you know, it looks like you could – you're not going to be relying just on three guys at, at, at linebacker anymore. It's like you have, you know – a rotation at edge if Joseph is, is going to play with Roman Harrison. So I'm, I I think overall the depth on defense to me looks a, a lot better.
0: They keep mentioning Pat Garland too. Uh, I'm going to need to see him play some defense before I, I – Yeah, him Tim Bigs did that one out there today, didn't he? The I mean, they always do, always do. I think sometimes it's lip service, but, I mean, he looks, he looks real good in pads. We'll see if he can get in there. But, of course, Elijah Herring and then I think – I think at worst, Juwan Mitchell's in that rotation as long as he's healthy. So he might not start per se, but kind of like the uh, kind of like the running backs, whoever's got the hot handle play, in my opinion. Uh, we'll go to Volunteer at 87. Uh, anybody have any idea what the capacity is at uh, Heinz Field in Pittsburgh? I know it's not named Heinz Field anymore, but I'm going to refer to it as Heinz Field. Um,
1: 62, a little over 62,000. That's 62,500 is, is that? what the capacity No, man, I, I do my research in the summertime.
0: In the summertime, sixty-two-five. Uh, I mean, I,
2: you know,
1: I don't expect it to be sold out.
2: You know what my response to that it would be same thing my wife would tell me if I asked this question like that. Google is your friend. <laughs> sixty-two-five. <laughs> that's exactly
1: what you would do. Sixty. It is. It's it's a little over sixty-two thousand.
0: It's fun when people call on the radio station to ask what time the game is that night. I mean. <laughs> uh we'll go on here below are three odds for the heisman without picking one of these three that i'm about to mention and you had to pick from the rest of the field who would you pick from cj Stroud, bryce young caleb williams you can't pick from those three who else would you pick mine would be uh will anderson because he will get the defensive nod and uh, i think he's the best player of the country so i'll say will anderson jr if he
2: if he's not in new york i'll be stunned
0: yeah
3: they take him and bryce young both
2: yes
0: I mean, it was a travesty he wasn't there last year. The dude had thirty four and a half TFLs. I mean what? So I think he'll be there. Anybody else got another one? No, he would I, be
1: my guy. I mean, yeah, you know, he, I mean, me
3: too.
0: in I,
1: terms of proving, you know, running
3: back at Texas, yeah, it'd be John Robinson. yeah. Anything. I mean, yeah.
2: just just because it, 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 Texas is such a big brand, and if they're worth anything he's going to have to have a monster year. Agree. So they may may be seven and five and it won't matter, but if they're worth anything,
0: then I'd say he's a big reason why. Here's a good one from SC vol two, four, seven. Do you think the coaching staff and administration will ever start publicly promoting Spire Austin price? Oh, we'll see.
2: Um, You know, we'll see over time, you know, I mean, they've not to this point, um, you know, I, You've seen other athletic directors, other head coaches come out and do so. I know Kirby Smart works uh, ex- exclusively with, you know, Matt Hibbs at Georgia. Um, you know, you, you, you've seen the Auburn AD come out and say, you know, donate to collectives to help support the student athletes. You know, I, mean, I, I, I think that's the biggest thing you've got to focus on is their current student athletes. Everybody wants to lump recruiting in all this. And it would be silly to not think that, that – That stuff's not intertwined in recruiting across all landscapes in all sports. Um, But at the same time, like you know, the fact that Spire's done four million dollars worth of deals for the current student athletes in the last three hundred sixty-five days, to me, is a real positive. What they did with the trip to New York uh, with Hendon and said, putting them on NASDAQ, putting them ringing the bell, and putting them on the billboard in Times Square is a real positive. Um, I, I think that. I think you want to um, solidify, you know, your group, whether it's Spire or not, you know, um, whoever your group is, you need to solidify it at, at any school because all these little NFTs that pop up, they create confusion. So like the players, you know, talking about the Smoky Mountain Club or the Knoxville NIL Club, you know, like a majority of them make a, a good chunk from Spire, but they don't promote them nearly as much. And I think that's silly because, what you're doing with the fans that would donate, you're causing confusion. And for most people, if they don't know, they just won't give. If they're not sure what to give to, they just will not give. And so um, I I think, you know, you want to have one entity that you're backing so everyone knows, okay, hey, that's who who we need to do. That's who we need to, you know, we have a few extra dollars to give to, that's who we give to.
0: Got about six more. Let's blow through these real quick. Brooks, nineteen seventy-two. What is Cam Seldon's position when he gets to campus? Uh, Brent Hubbs, I think. He, I think you start him at one place, then you move him around when he masters it. I would say wide receiver, and then a look at running back. But that could always change.
1: Yeah, position indeed. Where does he feel like? He, where do you feel like he fits best? Where does he want to start out at? My guess is he's probably going to be at receiver, and then we'll see what happens with that. It could be running back, but it's definitely going to be one of those two spots on the offensive side of the ball. And then the question is. How much can they grow him with the specialty packages and using him in a variety of different ways?
0: Thursday night games are terrible logistically for fans outside of Knoxville, not to mention um, it doesn't help local businesses much than compared to a Saturday game. Why do they schedule them, Rob? I think simple answer without getting too deep into it is uh, you own a big portion of the night. Um, it's something that Heupel did at, in Orlando that he's comfortable with. Um, and and I, it wouldn't shock me to see this happening in years to come.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I I totally get where fans are coming from, especially out of town I do fans. Too. I mean, no no doubt. But you know, it's all, the exposure is no comparison. I mean, if you play Ball State at noon on Saturday, you you get lost in the wash, and you you play them you know seven o'clock on that Thursday night before the first big weekend, and you know ESPN or SEC Network or whoever makes it makes a big deal out of it. You just you get, you get a lot more eyeballs, you get a lot more attention, and I mean, that's a simple answer.
2: I, I will. I, I said this a while back. I, I'll never understand what kind of people some of these people work for if they're given six months in advance, five months in advance, four months in advance that they can't get off work. Like, I, I, I mean, you're going to spend the same amount of money on hotel rooms whether you're coming in Friday night or Saturday night or whatever night it is. Like, you know, so like you're literally talking about days off of work you know, and maybe some people that, that does hamper some, but I'm talking, I think that's a small amount. Uh, no,
1: you got, you got school for the kids the next day, which is something that's a factor for people. And it's, I mean, it's an inconvenience, you know, and, and I get all that. Uh, but TV plays a factor in this publicity plays a factor in this. Now don't forget Pittsburgh and West Virginia play on Thursday night, the first as well. Yep. And, and coaches like having the same days to prepare, to prepare as the other coach does. You know, whereas if Tennessee was playing on Saturday, Pitt would have two extra days to get ready for Tennessee. Um, they get the same amount of times to get ready for each other now. I'm not saying Josh Heupel pushed this, but when Danny White presented it to Josh Heupel, I'm sure he went, "Works for me." I don't think he had the first issue
0: with it.
2: I think it's a lot easier too to do this out of the gate on Thursday than to do a Thursday night week four. Yeah, agree.
0: Agree. No, yeah. Like, absolutely. You know. All
2: right, hey Ping, what's here for Thursday? <laughs> there is no Rivalry Thursday.
3: Just taking uh, the week off. Taking no the week Thursday. off, man.
2: We tried to do a uh, a non-Knox County school versus a knox County school, and the non-Knox County school said, no, no, we don't want to play on Saturday. We were going to do a Thursday – or, sorry, we were going to do a Saturday this week, and a game that's a pretty marquee game, the out-of-Knox County school, I'm not going to say their name, uh, didn't want to play on TV on Saturday night.
0: All right, real quick, the white sand. Last question here goes to the white sand. Does Joe Milton start for the balls next year? I'll I'll start this one off. I think the logical answer would be yes, but I don't know. If if he does start, I don't know how long it'll last. Nico's going to play at some point, but I'll say yes. Game one, week one, I'll say yes.
1: Oh, I think it all depends on what spring practice looks like, right? I mean, we're, we're things coming out of spring practice. I mean, we're going to assume Joe Milton's back for another year. Yeah. You know what's the competition looking like there? Where's Taven Jackson with with things? What does that look, look like in spring practice? Um, you know, en- enjoy Thursday night, September the first. First, you know, enjoy <laughs> I just, that. I'm,
3: one. I just can't wait. So, th- th- if Taven Jackson turns out to be a good player, it, it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Like last year's quarterback battle is is going to be nothing compared to Taven Jackson versus Nico in spring of.
0: 2023 all right that's all the time we have today got to get out of here before the timer runs down always appreciative to smoky mountain organics for making this podcast the smell bag podcast possible visit one of the three locations in east tennessee the one right here in knoxville at 8818 kingston pike and uh, thank you as always continue to support the youtube channel and uh, subscribe to us on there for austin price brent hubs and rob lewis I'm Eric Kane. Continue to check the front page of the General Quarters as the season is just right around the corner. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. You've been listening to the Vault Quest Mailbag Podcast every week, right here on Vault Quest.